Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. On today's episode, I interview Patricia Lohan. She is a feng shui expert, the creator of Feng Shui Mastery, and the author of The Happy Home, A Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, Wealthy Life. Patricia has probably some of the best tips on how to not only create an incredible energy in your house, but simple things that you can do, like replace light bulbs, that can make a really huge difference in how you feel in yourself. And better yet, she shares how moving halfway across the world to Bali from Ireland forced her how she looked at her business from a marketing standpoint, because she decided that she wanted to leap into growing her business online and had to start doing everything very differently. Check it out. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, Patricia, I am so super excited to have you on the Tribe of Leaders podcast. Welcome and share with everybody a little bit about who you are. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, my name is Patricia, and I'm originally from the West Coast of Ireland. I am now based in New York, but I most of the time live in Bali. So I'm um, pretty, pretty nomadic for the last three and a half years, and I help people make their homes magnetic to what they want. So we all have one thing in common, and that is we're lucky enough if you're listening to the podcast to have a home, a roof over your head, and for me, your home is either helping you grow and expand, or it can be actually doing the opposite and like repelling what you want. So my journey is really to help people make their homes magnetic to their desires, but also really create and live their dream life. So that's what I do. That's amazing. Yeah, we had talked earlier, so I know I shared with you that I'm in the process of moving and buying new furniture and getting rid of all the old stuff and how I found that so freeing Mm -hmm. even when my space wasn't really that cluttered to begin with but that as we've kind of emptied things out I was just like wow I like breathe in a whole different way and do you find that your clients experience that too yeah for sure I think one of the big things is especially when you're in like a transition my big thing is like looking at things especially like moving you know things and being like does this resonate with where I'm going, with the life I'm creating, with what it is I want? Because oftentimes our homes can become like museums of our past and they're not like looking like, we're not thinking about creating our home to be a vision for where we're going. Um, So yeah, they experience huge shifts when they start looking at your home from a completely different perspective. And it's beautiful. Like it really is wondrous. Right. And how do you help your clients? Like, do they come to you and say, hey, I need help organizing stuff or they're like, where do they fit in, in, you know, in the space of, you know, their pain points? 
Mm -hmm. So most of the time, um, I have kind of developed different types of clients, but most of the time, the main synergy is stuckness. So when someone is stuck in their life, one of the things that they can and is easy to kind of tackle is actually their physical environment. And that's what we look at. So my main practice is feng shui, and that is acupuncture for your home. So if you think about a normal, if you were feeling unwell and you go to the acupuncturist, you give your what's going on and they'll take your pulse and check and see what's going on. And from the outside, you may look kind of healthy, but on the inside, it may just be like stuck. And that's actually one of the big things. It's like, oftentimes it's not a, a physical thing that's going on with the house. Like this piece of furniture is in the wrong thing. And for me, I teach feng shui kind of the new way. And it's not necessarily about what's in the house. It's more about what's going on energetically. So it's very much about the hidden energies that are there. Just like when they acupuncturist checks your chi and checks going what's going on, they, they'll give you the cure and they'll like remedy it. And that's what we're doing. Um, and it's really about creating an environment that's harmonious. So I really love seeing my clients move from a place where they're made, I've had clients where they're about to lose their homes and they're like, what the hell's going on? Money is just like, since we moved into this house, our money issues are just like exasperated crazy. Or since we moved to this house, we're fighting all the time. Or since we moved into this house, everything just seems to be going wrong. We're totally jinxed. Or since we've moved in, we're making loads of money, but there is some real blocks with our children and they're fighting all the time. So it's a really interesting place because one thing that's so beautiful about the practice is it looks at every part of your life. So I'll work with female entrepreneurs who are trying to start up their business, but they're, and they're creating their office space and then they're looking around and they're still not growing in the business and they're hitting like a wall would be it around their reputation and not being seen. And the nice thing I suppose about it is really its application and its ripple effect to everyone in the home. So I am often hired by the mother or the woman who's in the house who's kind of feeling that sense of stuckness. But then it's the children who, who also benefit, who are getting like, oh, I've got one client whose son won a $70,000 scholarship the day she worked on the career area. I have another client whose husband got a job and he'd been unemployed for six months after she started working on um, the prosperity area. You know, so it's like the ripple effect for everyone. And for me, that's just the power. It's the icing on the cake. That's incredible. And I love just the results that your, your clients are getting, the amazing things that they're bringing in. So tell me, like, how did you become introduced to Feng Shui? And then how did you start your business? Oh my God. So um, I became introduced to Feng Shui and I feel like it was almost like, you know, whether it's like some kind of spirit or something was guiding me. But my family, we moved into a, ha- a new house when, we were, when I was about 15. And this was like a huge upgrade for my family. We'd lived in a small little house and this was like a bigger house. Everything was like, oh my God, it was amazing, amazing house in a very affluent area of my city. And literally from the minute we moved in, everything started like going crazy. Um, but my parents' business and our finances went through the roof, like really positive. But everything else started to kind of like really weird stuff started to start happening in our family, like illnesses and depression and stuff that was like not part of our like, you know, family. So at that time, I don't know where I heard about it, but I ended up asking for books about feng shui and feng shui in my bedroom. 
and really getting into it and being like, oh my God, this is, I don't know what it was. It was like some soul, crazy souls calling. And then I ended up kind of moving towards business and, and studying business in university and put feng shui to, a, to the side um, until I actually moved to India, became a yoga teacher and did loads of holistic things. And while I was in India, I met some friend, people who were talking about feng shui and I was like, God, I used to have books about that. And I moved back to my hometown or I moved back to Ireland and was looking to start in, you know, wanted to call in a relationship. I was like, I'm ready for a relationship. Like I'm in my thirties. Like I, I need to want to meet someone. And I was like, I'm going to do that feng shui. And I basically did everything that I possibly could around feng shui to call in my heart husband or partner. And within a few months, I met my husband. And when I went to visit his house for the first time, I was, he was giving me a tour because he built the house. And I was like, he has feng shui this and his bedroom is feng shui. And he did feng shui his house. So we both have this massive like passion for it. We both used it together um, to call in love for each other. And then I was like, oh, well, I've worked it for love. Like I can use it for other things. And that's literally how it evolved. Now, my business at the time and how I started my business was I, you know, was in India. I came back to Ireland and was like, I'm going to do this sound healing and this yoga stuff and see how I get on. And I started with 50 euros in a new city um, and just really showed up with sound healing and created a practice and had my own healing practice. So simultaneously to like doing my feng shui, I was setting up my business and working with clients to release trauma. And I had like this Mary Poppins bag of other modalities. And what started to evolve, which was a bit like crazy at the same time, was I would I have like channeling gifts and all these amazing gifts that I would be working intuitively with clients. I'd be on a call, like on a session with them and be like, tell me about your bedroom. What's going on in your kitchen? What's like, what, what's happening with your house? And they would look at me like, Trisha, like we're meant to be, like I thought you were working on grief when I was like 12, which is what I normally would be working on. Something like this, something that had come up in their past. Right. It was literally like coming up all the time, like a little girl's bedroom. Like I was like, what's, can you tell me about her bedroom? I worked with a lot of kids with special needs and autism at the time. And the mom was like, her bedroom is fine. And I did the feng shui. I dove deeper into it because I had had success in it. And that's literally anything I've ever taught or trained in is because I, it worked for me and I wanted to just learn more. So I went and did loads more professional studies in feng shui and started doing it for my life. And I bumped into one of my clients, literally on the street. And she's like, oh, she's seen my newsletter. She's like, oh, you're doing feng shui now. You always talk about AV, like my daughter's bedroom. You should come do it. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went to her house and did the feng shui. And literally I walked into this little girl's bedroom and she's nonverbal. So when I did the work with her, my sound healing work, she would sing for a week. And she would, like her parents were like, this is amazing. Like she's actually like singing and making noise, like voice, she has a voice. And so it was just a, a beautiful process working with her. But I got to her bedroom and I was like, oh my God, like the energy here is fighting swords. It's like a war zone. And her parents were like, that is exactly what it is. She does not sleep. And if she doesn't sleep, her, her sister doesn't sleep. And then if they don't sleep, we don't sleep. Then no one's happy. And it's just this ripple. And um, within, we, I gave her some recommendations, change her bedroom this way, the bed this way, get a headboard, declutter, like just simple things. And then the underlying cure that needed to fix kind of like that tension, that tense energy around the sleeping 
And a couple of weeks later, she messaged, she's like, she's sleeping all the way through the night. Thank you so much. And that really was the ripple of it going like, wow, for me, I feel like this world, this we're really coming into a place of personal development is coming up to the forefront and doing the inner work. And and for me, feng shui is like harmonizing that inner work and that external environment. Because as you shift the energy internally, your physical environment isn't keeping up. It's not changing. But right. that's what I do. I really help like reconfigure the physical environment so it lifts you up and complements the personal development if you're doing personal development and really like actually accelerates it. If you're not doing personal development, it literally pushes you into it. Like because your house starts to kind of like literally go, come on, this thing needs to come up to be looked at or faced, you know? So it's, it's just been a, a beautiful journey. And Ken and I moved to Bali after we got married and everyone was like, what? What's, what are you doing with your life? It's just like turning around amazingly. I'm like, it's called feng shui. Um, the new way. And um, literally we started our feng shui business in Bali and online. So I used to do it all in, in person and like go to people's houses, but I needed a way to work with it. So we've re restructured and reformatted feng shui and the way that it's done and um, to be able to work with people anywhere in the world and give them a very beautiful supportive community to implement because and I'm not sure when you're working with clients and you see it for me being part of a community makes it a lot easier especially if you're going through some work going through things and that's what we've created is an amazing 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 community who support people support each other as well as me supporting them in like implementing the feng shui but it's like you know oftentimes it's like one woman in her house her family are kind of like what are you doing they're questioning they're dubious they're not sure and she has this whole backup team in our community that are like cheerleaders go just do it just do what Patricia says it's gonna work they're all gonna benefit so just never mind them so it really helps like implementation because just like anything whether it's marketing or you know PR or whatever if you don't do the work you're not gonna get the results and it's exactly the same with feng shui right I love your story and I'm curious too like as you were transitioning from you know really moving across the world what was the most challenging part of reconfiguring your business and how did you have to show up differently? The most challenging part, and actually this has only really come to me um, recently, was the fact that my practice was very busy. I didn't advertise. I didn't post on Facebook. I used to run sound baths, which I would like promote and have a little meetup group and stuff. But I didn't like, I actually didn't promote my one-to-one work with anyone. Um, yet I had a full practice and it was basically because clients would like hear about me through word of mouth. And now I think about it, it's like the big transition that I had to make was literally come out and be visible. And that came about by, I created a Facebook group. I started answering questions about feng shui. I started posting about it. I started sharing about it and sharing about the results that I was having because now it's less about my results, like my personal ones. Like mine are great, you know, like I've been on TV, cool things have happened. Like, you know, it's super cool. But actually it's like, I have all these examples of clients like that, that makes it so much easier for me. So the big transition from that in-person to like, I was kind of in hiding around my work 
with clients became like I can't hide anymore like I have to tell people and share so that was a huge shift and and when we moved to Bali it was really more out of a it was out of a survival it was like we're we haven't planned to stay there we got there we loved it we're like okay what are we gonna do now like okay well I was like I think I'm gonna do this do this online and see how we can work it and it just worked and instantly we just felt like so it just changed it was amazing but that was a big part was me actually just sharing and coming out and not being like hidden like best kept secret in Dublin (laughs) okay so like being visible was really made you feel uncomfortable yeah for sure and was there anything that like one particular thing that that helped you kind of be more comfortable with being seen and heard or was it really just the practice of one of the things that I had done was I'd kind of started like I'd started doing more Facebook lives and I started more like I just started like testing (laughs) to be honest I just started dipping my toe in and people's response was really good so I just kept doing it and another part of it was like I was in some communities of other people and I was like watching other people that I respected in the industry going okay well that's what they're doing like maybe I should shut up a Facebook group and I set up the Facebook group and did a challenge and everyone was and I said hey if you if you like this like bring your friends along like tag your friends to come and they invited their friends and that was really a big part of again was like it you know harnessing the people that I already had so like I did have a small email list when I was in Ireland like in my little Ireland for my singing singing bowl business and for my working with my clients and I just like harnessing that essentially like I'm making a baseball group come join it and I'm going to do lives there that's amazing. I love it. I want to transition a little bit too, just because we've been talking about feng shui. For those people who might not know what it is or how it works, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So um, feng shui is like acupuncture, as I kind of said, it's acupuncture for your home. And right. people are like, I kind of want to explain what it's not. It's not knocking down walls. It is not necessarily moving any furniture and it's not putting weird trinkets and weird hanging weird stuff in your house. Because <laughs> sometimes they're like, are you going to do this? It's more about making sure that there's a few layers of it. And that's the nice thing. There is the layer of like the aesthetic of the house. Does it look like where you're going? Do you feel happy when you walk into your house? How do you feel? And then there's some like practical sides of feng shui in terms of like looking around and seeing what's, is everything working? Like, do you have broken things? Like we often take for granted a lot of the things in our house and how they're literally impacting our physical energy. But, you know, you, if you have to struggle to get in your front door, you know, that really is mirroring a struggle in your life, like a struggle getting things in, like moving forward with things. You know, if your taps are leaking, that actually represents dripping and um, dripping faucets mean money dripping away. So like looking around and be like, what is it, what's in my house? How does it make me feel? Is that, you know, is it working? And that's kind of like another layer of it. And then we have a deeper layer, which every part of your home represents a different part of your life. I like to see your house being like a person. It has eyes. So the windows are the eyes. It's like looking out into the world. Like, are your windows clean? Like, can you see what's coming? Can you see where you're going? You know, like, you know, these are like, oh, okay. And I've seen people like literally come up from my group, like wash their windows and like, God, it feels so different in the house, <laughs> you know? And it's so brighter, you know? And it's like simple things or like the, the front door is the mouth of your house. So it's like where the energy comes in. And 
when we talk about energy, I don't feel like that's like, it's, it feels like an intangible thing. But for me, it's like money, it's jobs, it's happiness, it's opportunities, it's all the stuff coming in. But it's also the bad thing. So like, we want to make sure that we're calling in the positive and that your house is calling that in. And then in terms of, again, it's like your house is like a person. Every part of our bodies has a job. Like our organs, our heart is pumping the blood around. We have an area in our home that represents and looks after our love and marriage and our relationships. That area is the southwest part of your home. If that area has like a picture of a single person in it and you want to attract someone into your life, it's going to be like, oh, like that doesn't resonate. You know, like the imagery you have in that space isn't resonating. Um, Again, you know, the setup of your office is really important. Like how you set up your office, you know, are you setting it up like it is a is it it's like you're the boss and um, can you see what's coming at you? you know, so there's, there's many different, there's layers of it. And then the deeper layer is the layer, whereas my fun layer, and it's the invisible one. It's kind of like, I see things you can't see, the unseen stuff. So it's like when there's kind of like tension or crap, crap going on in people's lives, I, when we we do analysis of people's homes based on the year it's built and the floor plans and lots of other things that we, we look at and take into consideration. We're like, Oh my God, the reason that this is happening in your life is because of this and this is how you fix it. And that's all specific. And that's the one thing. It's like, just like our bodies, we are an individual. Your house is an individual. And, you know, it's, it's about building a positive relationship and creating a home that is, you know, very harmonious and supportive of you, your career, your life, your finances, your relationships. Yeah. You know, and I'm resonating with that. I'm actually laughing because particularly the part about little broken things, just as I've been getting my house ready to you know, get on the market, yeah. all these little things, like there were a couple of light bulbs. I didn't even realize that they were out, but they've been out for forever. Mm-hmm. And just changing them changed the energy of my house. Yeah. So burnt out light bulbs represent being burned out, like exhaustion. And like, it's like, oftentimes our house is like talking to us, you know, and and, it, and we don't realize like until you go, oh my God, well, that makes sense. And then in that specific area, like where the light bulb is, like if it was in the South area, it's your fame and reputation area. So then it's like, well, am I burnt out or am I just dimming my light? Am I afraid to shine and be seen? So there's interesting like ways of, you know, analyzing what's going on in people's houses. The other day um, I was on a call with one of my clients who wants to attract love and in her bedroom, she had a picture of docked boats. And I was like, okay, well docked boats, like they're literally up, they weren't even in the water. And I was like, there's no movement and they were tied together. And I'm like, there's no movement. There's no flow. Like it's just stuck. And that is literally the word you could describe what was going on for her. And I was like, you need to get rid of that picture. So we, she moved the picture out of the bedroom. She's, I think she's got rid of it. And she posted the other day saying, oh my God, like I'm getting messages from people. Like my first love ever has just reconnected with me. And I was like, yeah, like, cause you're not stuck anymore. And that's what you're looking at. It's amazing. And it's amazing. I'll share since I replaced the two light bulbs, my energy level has like increased significantly. I love it. I love it. And like, that's such a simple thing. It's just like fixing the, the tap, like fix, fixing the faucets or like another one is like making sure, you know, you can get in the front door easily. When you open your front door, what's the first thing you see? Like, do your spirits rise or fall? You know, like what, do you, what, do, what do you see? Like if you see a mirror, 
you're pushing that energy back out again. You're saying, I don't want you. You're reflecting it right out again. So what you have in, in certain places can really be impacting what you want to allow into your life. Okay. That's really cool and good to know. I want to dive into you know the office a little bit because yeah. I think that's one place, particularly for entrepreneurs who are working from home, or even if they have a co-working space, like it's easy to be working in the corner of your home or your transient with the co-working space where you're coming and going and maybe you don't have like a dedicated desk, et cetera. Yeah. I love this topic because honestly, I just see, I'm in a co-working space right now in New York because we're in like a small, and I was like thinking to myself, like, about this my, because oftentimes I usually have I always if we have a house I always have my own dedicated office and it's been really interesting because here I walk in and I see so many people picking these seats and I'm like I wouldn't sit there so I purposely come in early and walk to the furthest point in the in the co-working space and have myself positioned with a wall behind me and I can see everyone coming in towards me and space in front of me I'm even, you can't see me here, but I have my back to the wall because this little cube I'm in has like glass behind me and I'm like, it's like a little door. So it doesn't feel comfortable for me. So that's for, especially in your co-working space, like find yourself a position where you can see what's coming at you where, but like you're not directly in front of it with the wall behind you. Okay. Because first of all, like it's support. Number one, it's about having support. So if you're sitting with your back to wall, you have that strong support behind you and then oftentimes if you don't you can feel overwhelmed like things everything is coming and like landing on your shoulders landing on your lap unexpectedly so with your back to the door that's why I like to see what's coming if you can't see what's coming at you like you you literally can't so that's in like physically but also energetically and what's coming going on having a desk like pushed up to a wall facing a wall can be like you're kind of pushing up against a wall you know you're wedged in and especially when it comes to like you know if you're starting a new business starting a business from working from home like transitioning to corp- from corporate you're like we often just kind of make our office desk and our workplace be like an afterthought and I'm like this is a really important place like it becomes completely underestimated how important it is it's a really important place because it's where you make money it's where you do your client calls it's where you set your invoices it's literally where you do all your work and yet it can be just I've seen so many women having these little tiny afterthoughts corner of a bedroom mushed in and not like giving it the space that it deserves So for me, it's about like finding, like giving yourself the space that it deserves, getting yourself a good chair with a strong back on it. So you feel supported and you're like, I'm the boss. Like, this is an important place. Like, what if you had, like, it's cool. We have this beautiful online world now. But what if a client had to come visit you? Your office would look very differently. And I always like to ask people to be like, treat it as if someone's going to come and visit you. How would you change it? What would you have it look like? How would you make it feel? Because you want to be in a space that's the most creative and productive for you. And that's going to also make you feel good to want to sit there and work. Right. And I would presume, like, you don't need a huge budget to make your even a mini, like, office space feel and look good, right? Like, you don't buy a bazillion different things. Not at all. And actually a bajillion different things would be for me overwhelming. I'm really, for me, if you, for a, a decent office space is a really good office chair with a strong back a good table, like a solid wooden table that's not like shaky. You know, you don't want to be working on like unsteady things, something that's unsteady. 
And for example, if you have to sit with your back to the wall, put a small mirror on your desk so you can see what's coming. You know, so you have that sense of like, oh, okay. And that takes you from a different place in the brain, from like that fight or flight to being feeling like, oh yeah, I can see what's coming. And then in the office space, like what's on your desk? You know, is it like piles of papers? That's going to block clarity. It's going to block productivity. What do you see? I have like seen it all, like children's toys, cookery equipment, like bizarre suitcases and crazy things in offices. And I'm like, then what is this to do with your work? You know, what is this to do with your work and relevancy to your business and what you're creating? And what are you looking at in your office? You know, if you do have your back to the wall, if you are facing the wall, what are you looking at? What's on the wall? Is it a picture of your vision? Is Is it a beautiful, expansive view? Or is it just a wall with like a load of to-dos? That's going to feel overwhelming. You want to make it feel expansive, like feel like, oh yeah, this is, you know, or is it like a picture of your family? You know, why are you doing this? You know, why are you doing all this work? Like, what's it all about? You know, so putting the things that are going to make make a difference. I had a, a client, she's a Tony Robbins coach, and she used to be a cordon bleu chef. So in her office, when we rejigged it, because first of all, she had the desk to the wall, her back to the door. I was like, okay, change this around. And then what are you looking at if you sit there? And what she was looking at was all these cookery books. Like, and I'm like, you don't do that anymore. No, I don't do that anymore. Okay, keep the ones you want and bring them out to your kitchen because that's where they need to be. And the rest of them can say goodbye. And move all your personal development books to what you see, to like what you're doing, where you're at. And the transition and transformation in clients and number of clients to her completely like turned around. And it was literally because she turned around and started looking at what it is she does and what she wanted. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it's simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I said this before, but I love it because I, I think that it's these simple little shifts that can be so powerful, but they deliver such huge results. Such huge results. Such huge results. Yeah. And so much positivity and it's life-changing. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just, it's amazing. Like it blows my mind. And the the best part is for me is like, I, like I have a creative mind, but I cannot make up the results. Like they just blow me away. Like we had a lady who joined our program and she was literally about to lose her house. Like that was like, it was just like, she's like, I have no idea about feng shui. I just found you and I'm just going to trust and just like pray this is it. And she was just starting her business. So she was just starting her business. So she had no clients, was about to lose her house. Like it was all a bit like very drama. And now she's like a wait list for three months. Her prices, she's brought her prices up. And she's like, obviously her husband got a new job and now they've been able to keep their house. And like, it's like, oh my God, this is like life changing. Mm-hmm. Like literally life changing. And it's also it's interesting because it also helps people come into alignment with where they're meant to be and what they're meant to be doing. So I've seen people like not necessarily change careers, but become a lot more focused in what it is that they're they're meant to be doing in the world, as opposed to the push because their home supports them and kind of getting that clarity with why they're here. Right. Right. That's great. Yeah. You have, if I remember correctly, super cool ebook that mm. people get started with feng shui in their office, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. You about that? 
Oh my God, I do. So it's at patricialohan.com and you'll just scroll down and you'll see the ebook to, um, to work, start working on your office. That will help you really kind of like look at some different things. I've like colors for filing. I've got like set up things to look at, how shelves, like so many little bits that will, and, and actually we've had people who have just messaged going, Oh, I just did this stuff from the ebook and this stuff happened. And I was like, yay. That's great. I love it. So thank you for sharing that. And I love like everything that you've been sharing with with me because I'm like kind of replaying the whole, like just my space over the years. And every time I make a shift, it changes something else in my life. And I hope everybody who's listening will get the ebook first of all, but start thinking about your space and the energy that it can be either giving to you or kind of zapping from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And literally, like for me, an invitation for people today is just to like stand at your front door and like just look at it and see like, does it make me feel happy? Do I need to clean it? Like, can I put a welcome sign out? Can I just like, can I open the door? Look around at the art you have on your walls. Like, it's all like impacting you subconsciously. So why not make it impact you positively? in the subconscious. So you're attracting what you want. Exactly. Exactly. So share with everybody too, like how they can connect with you and where they can find you. Yeah, sure. So I'm at patricialohan.com and I'm also at Lohan Patricia, my surname first on Instagram. I'm always doing little stories about my life here and what I, feng shui things and little stories about updates from people and, you know, cues about feng shui on Instagram and on Facebook. I'm at Patricia Lohan as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to download Patricia's book. It's that would be amazing. Yeah. And as I said, thank you again for being here. Loved it. Great. And everybody uh, listening, tune in next week and we will have another episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. Thank you. Thank you. As an entrepreneur, do you ever feel isolated? Like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want? Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. It's the tribe of leaders.com.